Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast, where you get to cook along with me in real time and make something usually very easy and fun. Today, I want to show you something really cool. I call it a rustic strawberry or blueberry tart, but I have also used other fruits. It's one of the easiest desserts to make and so yummy. And actually, rustic is an interesting word because it means that by its very nature, it's supposed to look imperfect and a little messy and a little ragged. So that makes this a sort of foolproof dessert to make that will still look so appetizing, even though it's quote unquote rustic. But rustic also means that it's a lot less work. This is a tart that I have made with strawberries Actually, and I made it with nectarines as well. And the fruit can be fresh or it can be frozen, which opens a lot of possibilities for things you already have in your freezer, things you have in your garden, things you pick up at the farmer's market, or things you go and buy bags of pre-packed frozen fruit for. This recipe has two major components. It has a crust. Don't get anxious about that. It's really an easy, easy thing to do. And again, like I told you, it's supposed to look messy. That is its purpose. Well, okay, no, its purpose is to hold in the fruit, but it is supposed to look unfinished slash imperfect. So it's, it's a good thing. It makes this really easy. And the fruit filling, we do almost nothing to. We just have to slice the fruit up into bite-sized pieces. And I'll tell you right now, I don't care what kind of fruit. I haven't tried apples. They're a little more dense and hard. So I don't know if they would work, but I think it's worth a try. And I think the only trick is to essentially get whatever fruit you're using into pieces that are all about the same size and not terribly big. I should just say at this point that if you hear jingling in the background, it's not because Santa is visiting my house. It's because I am dog sitting. I have this little fluffy dog that comes and goes and his collar jingles. And he's in here in the kitchen with me right now having something to eat. So if you hear a jingling at any point during the podcast, that's what it is. All right, enough of the backstory. So I'm going to give you your list of ingredients. For the crust, you need a cup of flour, 
a quarter of a cup of vegetable oil or canola oil, whatever kind of oil you want, just not something with a really strong flavor, something mild. You're gonna need a tablespoon and a half of water, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and an eighth of a teaspoon of baking powder. You are not gonna need a rolling pin. We're not gonna roll anything out. I just decided to make this really as easy as possible. You will need some parchment paper. And I know not everybody has that in their house. I didn't use it for a long time, for a long, long time. I didn't use it. Uh, now that I've started using it, I know why people use it. It's kind of the instant cleanup item for your kitchen. And it also keeps things from sticking to the surface, which is the case here. I mean, if you make a tart and it sticks to the surface and you try to take it off the surface and it all breaks, then what you have is a pool of cooked fruit with broken pie crust. And that is not the worst thing because it's still going to taste good, but it's not the desired result. So parchment paper is good. And then for the fruit filling, you're going to want a cup at least. A cup to a cup and a half, a cup and a quarter of some sort of fruit. And like I said, today I'm using berries. They were in my freezer. They were initially fresh, but I froze them. And what that means is that they're all covered in ice because um, we had a freezer semi-defrost incident, which I guess probably most people have at some point. So there's ice crusted on it and I'm gonna rinse that off. And it's probably, oh golly, when I get it cut, uh, it's probably gonna be a cup and a half. But you can do it with just a cup. There is a tiny difference if you're using blueberries, and I will have a picture of both on the website, which is, by the way, thecookalongpodcast.com, and you'll be able to see the photos of the finished product, plus any photos I remember to take as I'm going along, and the list of ingredients. So I suggest you check it out. Plus, there are a lot of cool other recipes and blog entries there that you might find fascinating. I obviously did, because... Yeah, I put them on there. Anyway, uh, if you're using blueberries, you still want a cup. So the recipe, as I wrote it out, suggests blueberries or strawberries. Either way, it's a cup. When I sliced up some nectarines and used those, it was also a cup. Or up to a cup and a half. I wouldn't go more than that. It's going to be too liquidy. And then if you're doing blueberries, you'll want a quarter of a cup of sugar. I would say the same with any kind of fruit that's a little more tart. So if you're using apples or if you're using nectarines, you want a quarter of a cup of sugar. If you're using strawberries or peaches, those are a little sweeter, and I think you can get by with an eighth of a cup of sugar. You're going to want a teaspoon of lemon juice, a quarter of a teaspoon of cornstarch, just a tiny pinch of salt, if you're using blueberry, if you're making a blueberry tart, you're gonna want some cinnamon, a half a teaspoon of cinnamon, and you're gonna need half a tablespoon of butter or margarine. The other thing that can really enhance this recipe, and I strongly recommend it if you can find it, is some sort of decorator's sugar. What that means is that the granules of sugar are bigger. So it could be called sprinkling sugar or sparkling sugar or decorator sugar, or even raw sugar, sugar in the raw, I think, which is a brown colored version. But the point is that the crystals are big and crystally, and 
will look pretty on the top of your tart, as well as adding a little crunch and a little more sweetness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's the ingredient list. So I think we're going to get started. I think the first thing we want to do is make the crust. But parchment paper. So I'm putting out a piece of parchment paper here that's probably, oh, I don't know, 18 inches. That's probably way too much. And of course it's going to want to curl up. So I'm going to put it upside down. And here's a tiny tip. As you put it on your surface, sprinkle a few drops of water down on your surface before you put the parchment paper down. And then your parchment paper won't slide around so much. I've got this wooden cutting board in my kitchen. I just put a few drops of water on it and I turned the paper so that it wouldn't curl up at the edges. I turned them so that it would curl down, except of course it doesn't do that, and spread it out here. Now you want a bowl. It doesn't have to be a huge bowl because we're not making a really big crust. And into this bowl, you're gonna scoop a cup of flour. Now the Cindy method comes into play here as I'm sure you probably remember from other podcasts, stir up the flour first, stir it up so that it gets aerated. Oh, there's a spoon in my flour. How funny. <laughs> I didn't need the one I just pulled out of the drawer. There's one buried in the flour. So stir up the flour and then scoop it loosely into the cup. What you want is that not jam pack it down in there or it's going to be just too much flour to make this really work. And then using the handle of the spoon, level out the top of the cup and pour that cup of flour into the bowl. 
I just started to put my new spoon into the bucket of flour. Pretty soon I'll be missing all of them and not know what I did with them. Then we're going to add to that flour a quarter of a teaspoon of salt. As I've told you probably before, I just unscrew the lid to the salt I have on my stove top. And when that gets empty, I fill it up. All right, and then an eighth of a teaspoon of baking powder. Eighth of a teaspoon, there it is. I know this isn't very much, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure what this does. The baking powder has a little cornstarch in it, and so I know that it, it must kind of help it hold together a little bit. And we want it to do that because we're not going to roll this. So we're going to just press it out with our hands. All right, stir that together a little bit. All right, now goes in the oil. A quarter of a cup. I'm using canola oil. And I'm using a glass measuring cup. You know, there's a liquid measure. This is a liquid measure is because they don't trust you to actually fill a dry measure cup all the way up because they figure you're going to get scared of spilling it. All right, now we're stirring up. Stir up the oil into the flour and stuff. Just sort of smash it all together until it's kind of dry and crumbly, but pretty well mixed. And then, if you're lucky enough to have a half tablespoon measure, you're going to fill it three times with cold water and put it in here. And if you don't, then just use a regular tablespoon measure and eyeball the second half because you want one and a half tablespoons in here. Just throw it over the top of the flour with the oil and then stir that together. As you stir this, it'll start to form into a ball. And once you get it to a point where it's mostly sticking together, sometimes it can be easier and a better method to just do the rest by hand. So I just scoop the stuff off the spoon and I'm now using the dough itself to clean the bowl out just by running the dough around the edge of the bowl. So now I have a really clean bowl and I have the dough in my hand which I am just sort of smashing together a little bit, but don't over mix it. Form it into a ball and then flatten that out a little bit and plop it down on your parchment paper. And then you start spreading it out with the heel of your hand. Now we could have used a roll out pie crust, but I decided really that we're just gonna make this as rustic as we can get it and that I didn't want people to get intimidated by suggesting that they have to roll out a pie crust. So we're just pushing on it, right? So push and spread to the outside. And right now mine's probably, I don't know, eight inches in round. I want it thinner than that and I want it quite this thick. So keep pushing. Keep it roundish. It doesn't have to be really round. And the edges, you don't even want them to be nice and neat. So just push it until you feel like it's fairly thin. And until you've probably got about, you know what? I'm actually going to measure it. I got a measuring tape right here. Let's see what I got right now. Right now, I have 10 by 9. Make sure you don't have way more in the center than you do on the outside. You may have noticed or you may not, that I have not asked you to preheat an oven. That's because 
I forgot because I am using a toaster oven. Again, this is so simple. It's such an easy thing. I'm not even going to heat up my oven. Now, what I especially like about that is I've been able to make these tarts all summer without worrying about how hot my house gets because I'm just heating up a toaster oven. However, if you were doing it in an, a large oven that needs to be preheated, you probably should turn it on to 350 and let it warm up. You're going to want it preheated. And you'll need to do the same with a toaster oven, but of course a toaster oven doesn't take very long to heat up. All right, so what I have here now is a circle, sort of mostly. If you like a thicker crust, don't make it so big. Now this crust can go on the pan you're gonna use to cook it. So take the whole parchment paper, the whole thing there, and slide it onto a cookie sheet or a baking pan or whatever it is you're going to use. Don't worry if the pan seems a little too small, which mine is, it doesn't matter because we're going to curl up the edges. Ultimately, we're going to curl it. And then we're going to set that aside and work on the filling. Funny enough, you can use the same bowl that you made the crust in. If you cleaned it out the way I did, you can use the same bowl that we were already using because it doesn't have crust in it anymore. Now, like I told you at the beginning, my strawberries are beautiful, but they've all got ice on the outside. And I don't want that in my tart because it means too much water. It means that we'll end up real soupy. So I'm rinsing off the frost. That'll probably make them a little easier to slice too, because we don't want them whole. We want to slice them up so the slices are all about the same. By the way, this feeds two people. So I'm slicing these like, I don't know, quarter of an inch. And they're just going in the bowl as slices. Yes, they're still frozen. No, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what size your slices are either. You don't want them huge because then they'll have trouble cooking. But the most important thing is that they're all about the same size. What was I saying? Oh, it feeds two people. And if you're feeding more people, don't try to make this bigger. It, it won't be pretty. And I mean that in several different ways. So if you're going to feed more than two people, you need more than one tart. So you could go ahead and double the recipe, but you're still going to roll out two different circles uh, or press out two different circles of dough. You can put all the fruit, I suppose, together and then just divide it in half. But I just want you to know, if you're having company over, then you need to make two tarts or three tarts. I suppose you could just keep making tarts if you're having a big dinner party, but that almost defeats the, the easy factor. These strawberries I'm using are a special variety you probably won't be able to find. I live in Oregon and Oregon is a great climate for strawberries, but the kind that I'm using, you can't even buy in the grocery store. And the reason is because they have a very short shelf life. They are loaded with sugar. They're called hood, hood strawberries. They have so much sugar in them that they spoil very fast. So grocery stores won't even carry them. You have to either grow them yourself or get them at a farmer's market or a produce stand because anybody who is trying to meet a bottom line doesn't want to have to throw out a bunch of spoiled fruit. They are intensely flavored. 
They are, I think, the only, I could be wrong about this, but I think they're the only strawberry that is red all the way through. You know, a lot of strawberries are white when you cut them. The middle is white. Hoods are red all the way through. And they are very, very sweet. Take a picture when I get them sliced up. Just because the sun is shining on them and they look beautiful. Yeah, I've got more than a cup here. Definitely, there's probably a, mm, probably a cup and a half. If you were using a tart fruit, like the nectarines I talked about, maybe even the blueberries, and you decide you want to use more than a cup and you want to go to a cup and a half, you might want to consider increasing your sugar amount just a little bit. The proportions that I gave you were for a cup, cup of fruit. This is way definitely more than a cup of fruit. Oh well, you know, it's fine. I should also forewarn you that one of the things that happens with this is it tends to leak and run out onto the pan or onto the parchment paper. There's another reason to have parchment paper. So I just want to point out that all we've done so far is stir together some stuff, smash it out into a flat circle, and cut up some fruit. And we're now into the last steps. We're going to add to these strawberries the eighth of a cup of sugar, which I want to make a heaping eighth cup because I used more strawberries than I told you I was going to. If you don't have an eighth cup measure, an eighth of a cup is two tablespoons. You just sprinkle that over the berries and then you need some lemon juice. Now you can use fresh lemon. I should have told you this earlier. I use something made by Minute Maid. It's 100% lemon juice, but it comes frozen in a squirt bottle. It'll keep pretty much forever. Once it's defrosted in your refrigerator, you always have lemon juice. If you don't have this, you're probably going to need to squeeze about half of a lemon to get your teaspoon or any kind of lemon juice. You know those funny yellow lemon-shaped things would be okay too. Put a teaspoon of lemon juice on top of the sugar, which is on top of the strawberries. And then your cornstarch. This is just so that the sauce will thicken up a little bit. And you only need a quarter of a teaspoon of that. And put that in with the strawberries. You know what? I'm going to heap that because I put in more strawberries. Yipperino, heaping that. And pinch of salt and this is a one a two-fingered pinch so really put your put your pointer finger in the salt shaker and pull a little bunch of salt up to the edge with your finger grab it with your thumb and sprinkle what's there between your two fingers over the strawberries there are such thing as a two-fingered pinch and a three-fingered pinch which as you can imagine means a little more salt now if you're using blueberries this is when you put the cinnamon in. And uh, I suggest a half a teaspoon of any kind of cinnamon. Just put it in there on top. And then we're going to mix it all up. So we're stirring this up. It only takes a second once it's all stirred up. You're going to dump it into the center of that circle of dough. Just 
scoop out all the good stuff. No, this is not the jingling of the dog collar. This is me trying to get absolutely everything out of the bowl. By the way, in addition to using the same bowl that I used for the crust, I'm using the same spoon as well. So there's minimal cleanup. Now you got a pile of strawberries on this circle of dough and you want to just spread the strawberries out to within about an inch of the edge. So kind of fill up the circle, but leave the edge bare. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You need the edge bare because we're going to fold that edge up over the berries. So spread the berries out. Okay. Now you might remember that I told you you were going to need a little butter or margarine, like a half a tablespoon, which is not a lot and it doesn't have to be exact. What you want to do is cut little tiny pieces about the size of what is that? A small bread crouton. <laughs> so you want to put several of those little tiny chunks of butter around on the top of the berries. Four or five of them should be plenty. So see, we just had two bowls of stuff we stirred together and that made both the crust and the filling. Now, what you want to do, you can do this two ways. Either gently lift the edges of the dough off the parchment paper and fold it over the strawberries. If you have trouble getting the, the dough to come off the parchment paper, you do it the second way, which is pick up the actual parchment paper and use that as a tool to fold the dough over the berries. You're going to get holes in the dough. That's why things leak out. doesn't matter. It's going to be rustic. It's going to make these nice little crimps on its own. It's actually easier to just use the paper as the folding tool rather than trying to do it with your hands. And once you get it all folded up and over, just sort of uh, make sure it's going to stay there by pressing gently with your hands around the outside. At this point, I'm going to use a little water. A lot of people would tell you to scramble an egg or use an egg yolk to brush on the outside of this pie crust. Now the reason you do that is so that it will brown. I'm not that worried about having it be beautifully brown. I sh should be, but I'm just not. I don't like to waste the egg. Often instead of an egg, I will brush the edges with a little heavy whipping cream. The biggest reason to do this is because we want that decorator sugar to stick to the crust. Now at this point, your oven should be heated up and ready to go. I'm going to go ahead and turn my toaster oven on now to 350. Let that start heating up. I don't have any heavy whipping cream right now, so I could use milk, but I only have right now alternative milks like oat milk and, and pea milk and all that stuff. <laughs> I think rather than do that, I am just going to use some water. So I'm putting some water in a little cup here and I'm going to just brush it using a pastry brush all around the edges. I don't want it to get in the strawberries. This is better if you got something thicker, probably. You can use the egg if you want. Now, the sprinkling sugar. 
if it comes in a shaker, we're not going to measure this. Just shake it over the top. Yep, a bunch of it's going where I don't really want it, down on the parchment paper. Be sure you get it on the crust and the fruit. And then I'm going to flip the parchment paper a little bit to try to bounce the sugar off the paper and onto the tart. There we go. This is beautiful. This is really kind of lovely. And that is it. You're done. This is going to go into your 350 degree oven and it's going to bake for 45 minutes. So just stick it in your oven, set your timer and forget about it. When you go to open your oven, you're going to find that it's probably leaked. There's probably liquid and or burned fruit around the tart. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. In it goes. In the pan, on the parchment paper, into the oven. Setting my timer for 45 minutes. Oh, what's that about? Oh, nope, that's not going to work. Okay, so I just learned an important lesson. If you're using a toaster oven and parchment paper, you want to be super duper sure that when you put it in the oven, the parchment paper doesn't come in contact with the heating elements. The slam you heard was me shutting the door of, <laughs> of the toaster oven to put out a fire. So there you go. Even the best of us. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something difficult, which is, and I'm not gonna let you listen to me. I'm gonna try to slide my tart onto an unburned piece of parchment paper and see if I can start again. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, you can go away now. We're done. I will have pictures of this on my website. I got lucky because it didn't burn the tart. It just burned the paper. Oh, golly. All right, my smoke alarm's probably going to go off any second. I'm glad I took a picture when I did. Okay. I'm done. Goodbye. Check my website for pictures and further information. And read the blogs about how to measure flour or how to pick a squash. I don't know. How to pick a melon. <laughs> and... Come back to me again soon. I hope your tart works out as well as uh, actually better than mine, mine has. Um, although the tart's probably going to be fine. It's just the parchment paper that got into trouble. Okay. All right. Until next time, happy cooking. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.